Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Stephen Reyes here with my amazing CIA spy. Oh yeah, but don't spread the word. I'd hate to have to kill you, Stephen. I mean, uh, my name is Sean Anders. I'm not a spy. What are you talking about? I'm just a podcast host. Yeah, just a podcast host. That that's not a cover or anything. Which this movie, well, can show you that even the cookie baking housewife can follow through with deadly results. Yes, chefs says, do that. Chefs do that. Or if I find you smoking again, they'll never find a body. Oh man, they. I you, forgot about that kid. It. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, that kid. I would piss my pants too if I was that kid. <laughs> Uh, that was probably my like uh, one of my top five favorite moments from this movie, which is the <laughs> long kiss goodnight. So sit back, relax, and get some popcorn, and especially your friends to watch this one as we start this journey into more movies, please. Pow. Pow is correct for this movie, sir. Pow. <laughs> wow. Okay. I, you know, okay. So I, I should probably comment on these things before we actually start recording. But we, we started using Zoom recently. And I don't know why, but um, the way it seems to interact with Audio Hijack on my end, my recording software, is it's making your voice sound a little uh, kind of robotic a little bit. Wow, so, wow, wow, wow. yeah. So you saying pow in that kind of tone of voice sounded super, super cool. It, I don't know. It, it was really neat. Pow. pow <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you sound like I don't know, an action robot and I like it. Yes. Well, we'll have to mess with those settings later. But action robot Steve is here to talk about this action of a film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. I like action robot Steve. That's That might mm-hmm. have to be. I should put that on a t-shirt for you. Know what to get you for your next birthday. Actually, no. Christmas is coming before your next birthday. Yes. I, I double whammy people. I get Christmas and then my birthday, so people are screwed. I know. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm gonna do like uh like uh, parents do, and I'll get you one thing, one bigger thing, and it'll 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 count for both. Hey, at our ages, one bigger thing is more interesting than this <laughs> lot of tiny things. Yeah, that's true. I will get you one twenty four pack of uh good socks. <laughs> I I'm enjoying my socks. I'll get you if some stance, gold toe ones, man. If Stance wants to sponsor us with their socks and send us some socks, we'll happily promote them. <laughs> oh, Stance. Oh, you're a Stance man now. I thought you were all in the in the MeUndies socks. Uh, I was, but then Nicole got me Stance socks blew and out the it blew them away. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, if I can recall correctly, I, I they're a good bit pricier than the MeUndies socks, which are not cheap to begin with. So yeah. I guess no, they, they, they live up to their price. They live up to their price. So individually, it, why are we talking about this? They haven't sponsored us yet. So we'll, we'll promote you guys once this you actually start we, sponsoring This is how we us. get the ball rolling, man. <laughs> but they, they are worth it. And it's better to do their subscription because then it's a, a substantially cheaper, cheaper than getting them individually. All right. You hear that, everybody? Buy their socks so that they can uh, and you know tell them that we sent you their way. Mm-hmm. That way they can sponsor us and, I don't know, help pay for our hosting fees or something. Or at least yeah, keep, our, he- keep our feet warm. Send us an affiliate link. I'll, I'll settle for that for now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine by we'll, me. We'll happily get you guys business because I walk around in those things all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't get rid of my MeUndies, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I got enough stance so I could wear them all through the week without having to, like, switch back. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the way to do it. Yeah. So Especially stance- when they had Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Get all over that. And they have Pixar. Oh, man. Dude, we could. Oh, we could have done a whole, like month we did an animation month 
We could have Spider-Man and some Disney movie. We did Lilo and Stitch and Spy and Into the Spider-Verse. We could have been all over that. We could have been all over that. But you know what was all over that? More like all over the place? This movie. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to preference this with, I highly enjoy this movie. This was hopefully not another Stephen Y, but this was definitely a Stephen choice. (laughs) (laughs) This was a Stephen choice. I don't think it was a Stephen Y, but as I got, uh, I don't know, a quarter of the way through this, um, I recalled conversations we had about this film where you were you were very insistent that this should be a B movie. And I was like, mm-hmm. nah, Steven, come on. I've heard about this movie. <laughs> it's got Samuel L. Jackson and Gina Davis in there. It's directed by uh, the inimitable Rennie Harlan. Come on. How is this a B film? And then I started watching it. And after probably right after um, uh, uh, a bazooka blows a hole out of the side of Samantha's house and Samantha. Ch- Spoilers. <laughs> Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> ah! <laughs> and after the hole gets blown through, and Samantha quite literally grabs her daughter by like uh, neck and haunches and chucks her through the hole in the wall into the the treehouse that's on the other side uh, of that wall. I was like, this this movie is bananas. This movie is a hundred percent a B movie, and I don't know what I was talking about. So th- this is not our B movie bonus. We we put this under a regular movie. For everybody, uh-huh. just so you can be know what's going on. I love that scene because <laughs> even though it was insane, uh-huh. it was cool. Like, hey, that's a solution to this problem. Although the kid should have had some shrapnel or burn marks just from that explosion. I was wondering, like <laughs> that that somebody blew uh, like a very literal and large hole out of the wall, and the kid was standing right next to the wall when the hole was blown out of it. Well, that shotgun, which I don't even remember it having this, like. I saw the shotgun and it looked like a regular pump action. And then all of a sudden he pulls something and it's a grenade launcher too, which there are guns like that, like assault rifles that have the grenade shots or whatever those big bullets are. But I don't remember that being on that particular gun, but then all of a sudden that explosion should have injured the kid at the very least (laughs) that close to that explosion. It should have liquefied Mm -hmm. the the kid's insides. Maybe just the shockwave of it was crazy movie plays with a lot of interesting things here <laughs> uh yeah i mean yeah talking about explosions there uh, the explosions in this film there were there were three major explosions and uh you know it, this kind of jumps around the film but i don't care because the, the explosions that happened in this film mm-hmm. were so silly that they were kind of awesome so there's that one with the the, the grenade in the house four four okay the bridge well the i'm bridge. getting to the bridge yeah the the in the house one the other one mm-hmm. i'm thinking of is the the very tiny grenade in the like hotel place or whatever that and had the- more fire than i've ever seen anything like it seemed like that grenade was filled with a hundred gallons of gasoline so i'm just going to list the other one which we can get to later because i want to yeah, talk yeah. about this whole that's not the hotel um the hallway scene at the mall oh, but the, mall, the, yeah. the doll pissing <laughs> um how could um, i forget what, what, that was one? the what was the K word? It was, or is it, it wasn't gasoline. Kerosene? Kerosene, thank you. Was that a K word? Or was yeah, that just? Yeah, that's K. Okay. Cool. Anyway, but yes, yeah, so there is a scene where Samuel Jackson and Gina Davis are running away from these bad guys and they throw a grenade, which that fuse should have exploded way sooner than it did. Oh, yeah. No, they were running for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and okay, so to, to the best of my knowledge, a grenade is more of like a concussive blast. It's designed just to like, fling metal shards everywhere it's yes. not 
a uh, like an incendiary explosion, right? No, like there is fire, but depending sure, on what kind of grenade like it is. This though, right? So the movie over dramatized <laughs> how the grenade would have reacted in that environment. I'll say. I will say they kind of played with it because the hallway could like funnel the flame and I like guess, focus but, it, but not to that extent. <laughs> is there? I mean, is there? Is there like a tenth of that kind of a flame inside of a grenade? I know it's still an explosion. No. You need like no, that, a combustible material to to uh, expand the metal in, of the grenade. The only thing I can defend is how it directed towards them down the hallway. The that size of the explosion, I cannot defend. I just say I loved it because it was just fun for the movie itself. And of course, <laughs> then... I wish he had said we we're going to die because then we would have pulled that from another oh, movie. Oh, that would have been fantastic. Because they jump I, out of the window Three stories that. up uh, into uh, Ice Lake, which which I oh, they should have like pancaked themselves onto. But no, as they were falling, they're like, all right, get mm-hmm. our Uzi guns out and shoot holes into there. It was the most I was telling Johanna, it was the most Looney Tunes thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> well, you see, I, I like that they tried to make it believable because like when they pull up to that mall, uh-huh. they park right in front of a sign that says thin ice, no walking or skating on the lake. So they already set that up. There's no subtlety to this one. Yeah. And then she takes the six shooter and shoots the window. So it's easier for them to run through. Right. That yeah, one yeah. made sense. That, that then one's it, fine. Yeah. Her shooting the ice to loosen it so they can break through may or may not work. I, I'm going to say maybe it could work. Maybe. I mean, but it it's a very like long, you have to be very precise with your gut shots. <laughs> <laughs> apparently she's able to be like she's some sort of super assassin ninja lady so i like mm-hmm. at that point that <laughs> that sort of uh issue is the least of my concerns with this entire movie well i see her shooting like a perfectly uh, uh i don't know a very nice circular perforation through the ice just to, to make it easier for them to fall through i'm like of course this woman is able to do this that makes all the sense in the world well maybe she is the daughter of um Riggs and Lorna from Lethal Weapon 3. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah. Lethal Weapon 4. And it's just like skilled from both of them. I, I would believe it. I would believe mm-hmm. it. Why not? Yeah. And um, speaking of that mall scene, mm-hmm. I actually had my girlfriend watch this movie with me, which oh that was entertaining. <laughs> but when everybody's trying to take her out, uh-huh. shoot Samuel Jackson, shoot Gina Davis. It's just hilarious because all I hear is she's wearing a damn red jacket. How do you miss? <laughs> I was just like, wow, I got a reaction. That's know. awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I would not. Yeah. I'm not giving too much uh, credit to any of the, the bad guy henchmen in this film. They, uh, I, you know, the bad guys in this film must moonlight as stormtroopers because they weren't hitting anything. <laughs> that is a very good conclusion. <laughs> Which is, I mean, it worked out for Gina Davis because she had a lot to do. Um, uh, uh, also, uh, yeah, okay. So you mentioned, you know, let's let's save the other explosions for later because there, there's a whole lot of plot that there's there's a whole lot of plot that happens before that. Steven, okay. This movie. Every time I looked at the running time of this film just to see how much time I had left, there was like 40 minutes left. Every damn time. This I my how my the baby, hell did you pull that off? <laughs> I don't understand it. My my just probably overarching like the one thing that's keeping me from like saying like hell yeah to this movie i love this movie is just it felt a little too long if it was an hour and 40 minutes it's just oh this would have been a perfect movie but it felt drawn out a little bit 
And I think they could have cut it down. And it would have been all like very strong because of it. Because I think for a 90s action film with with a really badass like uh, femme fatale heroine uh, character with Gina Davis had all the makings for just like classic, classic stuff. But I think it kind of mm-hmm. overstated Welcome a little bit. Uh, it definitely probably I can agree with it being too long because it was like two hours and two minutes. Yeah, so they yeah, definitely yeah. dragged it out. Mm-hmm. And it's just because they really wanted to focus on stuff like that. Opening sequence kind of reminded me of Memento with the signatures and all that, like just instead sure. of Polaroids. Yeah, yeah. They had, I, did, I did really like the opening titles. That was very neat. Yeah, so that was fun. And it was kind of cool how like with one hand, uh-huh. she was, I could be wrong. I might have just been the mirror effect, but she was writing Samantha and Charlie and I could have swore that she was switching hands. She might have been. She could be ambidextrous. She's, you know, a very talented killer. Like, yes. I know how to, how to write with both hands. And knew how to use all the 90s decorations. Because when I was looking at that house at the beginning of the movie, I was like, wow, this is 100% a 90s Sears catalog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, thinking back on it, I'm like, ah, it, I, I could play the opening of this film and jingle all the way and not know which movie is playing. I not know which is which. Because <laughs> they looked like they were the same exact sort of like Christmas decorations. And it all took place during the same time. But yeah, yeah. It, this movie through and through from like mm-hmm. the action to the dialogue to the characterizations to the music 100% a 90s film yes <laughs> and it, it, I was just enjoying it because it was like giving me a nice throwback what is that ringing oh it's my cellular phone <laughs> I know. it was still like a foreign concept to people <laughs> yeah 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 oh boy although the cell the cell phones were not as like big and chunky as I was expecting them to be I mean, this mm-hmm. movie came out in 96, so it was maybe made 94, 95. Yeah. At the, like, I wasn't expecting like a, a backpack cellular phone like you see in, you know, talking about Lethal Weapon. Uh, Murtaugh was using like a, a, a cell phone that was attached to like a car battery in that one. Yeah, it was like, like a, that. it was like a suitcase phone. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't the Zach Morris phone that no. looks like the size of a freaking, I don't know, answer machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. None of that. It was it was kind of slick, actually. I liked it. Um, mm-hmm. You can tell the, the this family is uh, very well to do, which is well, yeah. She's strange. a school teacher. Well, of course. <laughs> I was just gonna say her husband must be doing. I don't know what his, her husband's doing, but they're making decent money, and it's not just off of her salary. Yeah, no, he probably is very successful because he seemed very charismatic with all the guests and everything. So yeah, some I'd have to say that guy. Well, it was a white collar family, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely in the 90s you're, you're you're good to go and then samuel jackson is conning guys out of money by going oh i can see that by the selection your woman that you're not a rich man like way to insult your assistant man <laughs> man that's yeah know who you're working with man not mm-hmm. a great idea yeah so that that was funny that there was a lot of things, at least for me, that stood out that mirror scene where she's starting to remember and she almost like cuts herself yeah, there were a couple of like weird flashback mirror scenes. Uh, there was mm-hmm. one where she was like dreaming, and that it got like really, really weird and and like fantasy like. Yeah. And then there was another one that I think worked a little better, where she, uh, yeah, cut herself, cut her, cut her throat or something. I, mm-hmm. I can't really recall. It's like I'm gonna kill this persona kind of thing. Yeah, I think it was pretty. I th- I thought that was kind of effective. You know, it. She's got mm-hmm. this like dual personality, this this dual memory thing, battling for um. Which yeah, Nicole would not give me an inch on that. Like, 
I'm like, it's just for the movie because it's. Not, I know amnesia does not work that way. <laughs> she doesn't have split personality, right? So it's just like, just let it happen. It's like, oh look, her old self is sneaking its way out, and they're trying to find a balance. She's like, it doesn't work the way. I'm like, for the movie, it does. <laughs> it's, yeah, no, suspend the disbelief a little bit. This is you know mm-hmm. when when the film has well, like all those explosions we saw, and Samuel L. Jackson wearing like a fuzzy green uh, cap. Like, yep. don't expect a perfectly uh, well researched and very serious film. Uh, it, the, you gotta, you gotta give it, give it some leeway, give it an inch, and just you know, watch it because it's a uh, a pretty competently made, kind of silly action film. Mm-hmm. Which, it, it was definitely silly because, like you mentioned, yeah. the music and that scene where she's dyeing her hair and putting on makeup and just kind of transforming, mm-hmm. kind of felt forced, <laughs> just yeah, for the music. Saying. Uh, and yes, yeah. I agree with you on the shower thing that nobody showers with a curtain open. It was literally this so they can get the side naked shot. It was 100% that. And uh, if I recall correctly, I wonder if I put this in the notes. Um, let's see. Uh, 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 I want to say that uh, the director and Gina Davis were married um, or maybe in a relationship. So, uh, yeah, the, 100% that's there were some shots that were were done just because of the relationship between some of the crew members and also because this is a 90s film um so i think it was still carrying some of the baggage that you'd get from 80s films which were just very very much like completely exploitative around uh stars where it's like yeah heavy metal um it's like okay hey uh i don't know we're in a quiet moment there's a shower you have boobs Mm -hmm. we have to show it which because, is interesting because they show they did the naked shot without the shower curtain that doesn't make sense, but they yeah. didn't show her niblets. <laughs> like they just no, showed no, like no. a uh, silhouette. Like you saw her butt, but they showed like it was ass. side shot, and she was I guess covering her chest. I'll use this phrase loosely that it was relatively tasteful for a naked shot. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. It, mm. You know, she she was naked in the shower. None of her her bits were showing. You could see the curve of her butt and and see all of her skin. But mm. it, yeah, that's as far as it went. Like it could have been way worse, considering what sort of movie and and, and the sort of uh, I don't know '90s action genre that this is in. It, it could have been just like bare chest. Yeah, it could have been uh, like the beginning of Starship Troopers, where everybody's just walking around like chest to the wind butts out you know everybody's just like all over each other but yeah it was it was rather tasteful yeah okay so we covered the mall craziness disbelief for the naked scene <laughs> disbelief for the naked scene uh where are we at i, I, I let's see. see 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 so i don't know the only thing that's that's kind of you know steven uh is kind of uh, jumping around on the timeline a bit here but i mm-hmm. i recall when i when i started watching this one um I I feel like I was kind of feeling a little bit of a, a shared amnesia with her because okay. through pretty much throughout the, this entire film, uh, I, I was watching it and I was getting like very, very strong feelings of like deja vu. And I, I couldn't tell you exactly if I have seen this or not. I, I really don't know. But I have the ex- like the strongest suspicion that I have actually seen this movie before. Well, so I much saw of it is in like, the nineties on TV, so it's possible that it was just in the background one day for you. That may have been the case. It may have just been playing somewhere, but I throughout this entire thing, I'm like, God, I what is happening? Have I seen this movie before? Am I Gina Davis? Am I going to wake up one day with you know the, 
the ability and an extreme predilection toward like uh shooting people and blowing up things with uh, a tammy tinkle doll is that where my life is going to end up and then you know johanna and i are going to end up living on some farm and in, in like i don't know montana somewhere and just like watching the sunset is this what my life is going to be and I hope not, because Gina Davis went through a hell of a lot. I don't want to be, you know, nearly drowned, attached to some sort of, like, water wheel. I don't think I could get out of it like she would. I don't yeah, have a Brian that... Cox to, to like, stick my hand into his pants. Oh, man, that just cracked me up, that you don't have a Brian Cox to pull a gun from his cock. Unfortunately, I don't. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I didn't make that connection until after I said it. Mm-hmm. I That's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, but his theory is sound that he hides one on his hip, one in his sleeve, and one by Mr. Johnson that uh, agent's very reluctant to feel another man's groin, which... It was Mr. Wally, right? Not Mr. Johnson, Mr. Wally. (laughs) Mr. Wally. Uh, You know what? This is not the first time we've had somebody get out of a a jam like this before by, Mm -hmm. by shooting somebody else with a gun stuffed in their crotch. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. You know, Gay Perry in that one had the same tiny little like 22 derringer stuck in his his pants and worked for him i'm starting to think i need to put a tiny gun in my pants just <laughs> in case you know i ever end up in a sticky situation well that's how you blow off oh that's the uh, samuel jackson's coming he's like i'm not gonna stick it in my pants that's how you blow your dick off in her response now you're a sharpshooter <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic that was- she had some great one-liners on this one you know what this movie is written by shane black who i think by this point we should both be uh adoring of uh because you know he wrote kiss kiss bang bang he wrote iron man 3 he wrote well and directed iron man 3 he wrote lethal weapon like he wrote this one he he is just uh uh like an uh, a more movies please all-star at this point i would (laughs) have to agree with that that he definitely fits some stuff in. So like for that torture scene, mm-hmm. I really have to give him points for that scream that she has, like when her memory comes back and she's coming out of the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that that was very simple. It was just an echo, but oh, it sounded like so like pissed. Very pissed. And like, yeah, I, who can blame her? You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're dunked into freezing cold water and looked very freezing. She was made up to look like she was incredibly chilled. Yeah. Yeah. If I, if I came out of that, uh, uh, like wrists all bloodied up, gun in my hand, hell yeah, I would shoot David Morse too. Right in the mm-hmm. knee, right, right in the groin, right in the face. I like, well, she, she warned him like, Hey, if you let me go, I'll leave you the use of your legs. And she, <laughs> yeah. she followed through on all of her comments. Uh huh. He should have <laughs> let her go. I mean, mm-hmm. did, does this guy not know who he's dealing that's sort of a, a an issue that these bad guys had throughout the film is like do they not know who they're dealing with here do they not know who uh samantha slash charlie is she's an unstoppable terminator-esque like murder machine who yeah. the president the president has a direct line to she's not to be messed with yeah so that direct line i'm pretty sure he called her after all this was resolved because that oh, meeting yeah. where he's making his own sandwich <gasps> which never would happen but He's, he's asking he's like, a down to earth president. He's he's a man of the people. Yes, but <laughs> that um, what is it? Yes, that when that agent's talking to him about, he's like, so you lost an asset from this crazy program. Like he didn't know her. He was just being informed of the situation. Yeah. So and then later on, he found out about her because she stopped all the dirty people. And you were saying she was like an unstoppable terminator. Mm-hmm. That 
I want to say that Samuel Jackson was probably like, and I thought I was a badass. I know. I know. This is a couple of times. I, I appreciate when he, he does a movie where he's not the Terminator killing machine, where he's not mm-hmm. uh, his character in Pulp Fiction or anything like that. Um, like this one, big game. He, he, you know, he's not incapable of anything, but he is not the action star of the film. He's the supporting player. And I yeah. think that that really works for him. Which, it's strange, you don't really think of Samuel L. Jackson as, like, supporting actor Samuel L. Jackson. But it's a role that I think he really relishes. Yeah, and it was just kind of entertaining because when they get caught yet again, Uh he's like, I'll be waiting for you to rescue me. (laughs) Like, 100%, (laughs) like, okay, I accept this. I know. (laughs) She is so much more badass than I am. I cannot do anything Mm -hmm. that she is doing. I like (laughs) the amount of blows she took to the head in this movie, I was just like... Does she have like a steel plate in her head or something? Yeah, you know, I'm beginning to wonder. There wasn't, yeah. Through flashbacks, you see her uh, get beat the hell up and then like shot. I don't think she, I don't think the bullet like entered her skull, but it looked like it was a very, very bad graze like across, yeah. across her, her skull. Like you tell me there's a, there's a, a plate in her skull kind of like keeping her, her bones together because mm-hmm. of that shot. I'd believe it. She's yeah, a bye. badass. And to me, for me, that's probably the the greatest shame of this entire film is that after this movie came out, and sure, it can be a little corny at times, maybe even mm-hmm. for a 90s action film. But I think Gina Davis like really, really gives it her all. And she really sells everything, even the corny stuff that she's given. I, I'm just so sad that she's not like, when was the last time you saw a kind of a modern Gina Davis movie where she was either the star or a major focus of it? Or where's when was the last time you saw a Gina Davis action movie? I, you I can probably count the number on one hand. Call the last movie that she did. Yeah, I, I, off the top of my head, I have no idea. She, to me, she's like, she is, you know, 90s and early 2000s movie star Gina Davis. But I don't yeah. know what she's been doing these days. And Thelma that's a damn Louise, shame. of course. Uh, let's see. Checking, checking, checking. Yeah, no, she looks like. Okay. I mean, she's she working. Had, but not like majorly, like it was like one thing a year here and there, and then like a little yeah. bit of a stay on Grey's Anatomy. Right. And I don't know, I, you know, maybe she's, she's got a life of her own. Maybe she's got a family. Maybe she's got other interests. Um, she probably had decent money from the movies she'd made. She could have invested. Probably. Just, I'm, ch- I'm chilling. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, it, I think there, there are a couple of movies in the nineties There, this one and Cutthroat Island. I think Cutthroat Island mm. especially was one of the most massive bombs like ever. I think it really, really hurt her reputation, uh, which is a shame coming off of like Thelma and Louise a few years before Cutthroat Island is yeah. like she, she was extremely primed to be one of like the like, greatest household movie names uh, of all time, but it just hit a couple of like major faults and really, I think kind of made things tougher for her. And I, I, that's not, you know, a criticism of her talent. I think as we've discovered in, in these films, she's fantastic. It's just the the industry is just a real bullshit industry. She sold one of the lines that I wanted to use as a subtitle, but Mm -hmm. I just can't. And it's literally (laughs) when the guy is like trying to pull her into the alley and she's like, no, thanks. I'm saving myself till I get raped. I'm just like, damn. Uh, Yeah. How do you make that one work? That doesn't even make sense. I, Mm -hmm. I don't it's ridiculous. I so, she yeah. she can do it, and yeah. Oh, geez, I, I was just browsing around. I saw that uh, ended up on the Cutthroat Island website. 
uh, that movie, the budget was 98 million. It grossed worldwide 10 million. It was, it was a, Ooh. it was a horror show. So yeah, I, I get why Hollywood may have been reluctant to be like, here's another starring role for you. But yeah, you're right. I mean, she can, she can sell anything. She can even sell, you know, a throwaway line where she's joking about being raped. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how do you do that in a film like this? The only time I can really, the only other film I can remember somebody delivering a line kind of like that was Helena Bonham Carter in Fight Club, where she was talking about like, I haven't been fucked like that since grade school. And (laughs) I'm like, how do you, how do you say something like that and get away with it and make it seem like perfectly natural for the, for the moment in the character? Mm -hmm. It it was this seamless just like Jamie L. Jackson's response, this will have to be like one of my other favorite things where she's like, mm-hmm. were you born stupid or did you take lessons? He's like, I took lessons. <laughs> <laughs> I love, you know, at this, I, mm-hmm. some of my favorite Samuel L. Jackson roles are when he's in the supporting, uh, uh, mm-hmm. supporting actor seat because yeah, he can just, he can have fun with it like that. He's not having to carry the movie. He's getting to do all the best lines. Yeah. And he's still got his motherfucker line in there when he comes flying out of that big rig in the car. Like, you can't kill me, motherfuckers. (laughs) I was like, yes, it's there. It's there, which I'm I'm excited to. uh, I was just going to say, I'm excited for the Hitman's Bodyguard mm, mm -hmm, mm 2. The Hitman's (laughs) Wife's Bodyguard. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. At this point, I would 100%. If you showed me a contract of his and it's there was like a line item where it's like, there needs to be at least one motherfucker for Sam Samuel L. Jackson to say, I'd be like, of course. Why wouldn't this be in the contract? I honestly think it's probably like every 20 to 30 minutes throughout the film, he has to be able to say it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? The film would be better off for it. Nobody mm-hmm. else in the world can deliver that. So, I mean, it's what he's known for at this point. Yeah. As also being a, a really badass actor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which that explosion scene on the bridge where I love the fact that she tells her ex fling, you're going to die screaming and follows through. <laughs> Right. Yeah. You know what? If if this character, if if Charlie says something is going to happen to you and it's particularly mm-hmm. gruesome, then it's going to happen to you. I don't know why these people weren't just like, oh, shit, she's she's serious. I need to run away from here. The one thing I want to know is since they were like on the border of the U.S. and Canada, where uh-huh. were the damn Mounties? <laughs> I guess the jurisdictional issues was just a little too shaky right there. Either they're that like, or they're like, these, <laughs> these bastards are blowing up our bridge. You know what? This... This is America's problem. I don't, I don't, like, don't want you to don't get any donuts. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, speaking. Okay. Okay. I think we're probably at a point now where we're we're at a point where we could talk about the other explosion. So the, there there was one explosion that was might have been the silliest explosion in the entire film. Okay. It, it got to the point where I was like, this is this makes no sense whatsoever. Um, they end up. Okay, so Samantha is at this point is just like fully Charlie. She's gone, mm-hmm. dyed her hair, or bleached her hair, or whatever. And is, you know, gotten all, all touchy feely with, with Samuel L. Jackson and is like, I'm, I'm back baby. And goes to save her daughter who has been kidnapped by Craig Bierko, Timothy, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. and ends up like, uh, uh, crashing through this, like, I don't know, uh, uh, (laughs) basement cellar that's full stocked full to a worrying degree with just like kerosene ethanol gasoline just like every every liquid that could ever explode is stuck in there and just like blind fires randomly into this cellar which i didn't understand i don't know if you could help me out with that she falls into that cellar and then immediately is like i need to shoot everything for no reason um 
for a trained spy like that doesn't make sense. I can get how yeah. somebody's reaction is. I just been thrown into a room that I don't know who's here. Just and I'm just going to clear the room to make sure that it, nobody can get a, the upper hand on me. But for sense. somebody like her, that just felt forced. It, it felt a little reactionary where she would maybe be a little bit more analytical. Like, okay, mm. crouch down and survey the scene instead of just emptying a clip blindly. Yeah. But there is a reason for it because later on she gets locked into like a meat freezer with her daughter and is like, okay, I got to get out of here. Otherwise we're going to freeze to death because I guess this freezer goes down to like absolute zero. It goes down to like minus 120. It's crazy. Um, so I'll get one of these cold enough hooks. that they will eventually freeze to death. Yeah. And, and not, you know, pretty quickly too. Uh, like digs this like little tunnel out through the bottom of the door and then takes her daughter's Tammy Tinkle doll that she is, you know, discreetly filled up with, with kerosene. <laughs> I mm. was wondering why they kept like zooming in on the doll and, and the doll's eyes. And, and I, I don't know. I figured she was figuring out like, okay, make Timothy look at the daughter's eyes because it's actually the bad guy's daughter or something. But it turned out it was like, okay, I'm going to fill up this baby with, with gas yep. and blow our way out. And she does. She tinkles, you know, a, a trail of gasoline under the door to where all the explosive canisters are and then tries to make a bunch of sparks with the one of the meat hooks but isn't able to and starts breaking down and then in the most laughable moment for me the entire film the daughter comes up to her and is like don't worry mommy i keep this full book of matches in my cast that you know i got after our house exploded on me just in case you need them I was like, what the fuck is this what? I, that was mm-hmm. the most like deus ex machina nonsense I've ever seen in my life. I was hoping you would bring that one up because she had the matches for the vigil, the candle that her mom asked her to light every night for her to come home. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Okay, okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I guess I had forgotten about that because it it, it, it was still kind of a little unearned. Yeah, so it, it was very convenient because like, <laughs> why were they in her cast rather than in her pocket? Why wasn't left behind? But it, her having matches at all did have yeah. a purpose because she was lighting that candle for her every time, every night as that for why sense. she still had him on her eh, a little convenient, but at least it wasn't just completely out of the blue. Yeah. But and it I was am still very glad very it, convenient. It was very convenient. I, I'm also glad there wasn't like a single match left in that matchbook. And mm-hmm. Gina Davis had to light it and was like, okay, careful. Don't, don't breathe. Cause that's also a big movie trope. But anyway, she drops the match onto the, the trail of, of alcohol or whatever it, it goes explodes um all of the the fuel in that basement blows the freaking freezer door off uh, in the wrong a, direction in the wrong direction toward <laughs> them yeah no it, <laughs> it should have it should have gone towards them but it went away from them it went towards the oh, explosion right. rather than away from the explosion yeah as if it was an implosion in there or something um then it it the the explosion continues it blows the entire freaking hotel up or whatever they were in Send Samuel Jackson. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson, like comically soaring. He's he's like a ta- uh, uh, chained or, or taped to a chair. Sends the chair through the window, through the sign, the hotel sign that's out in front, and then into a, a, a tree in the forest outside of the hotel or whatever. And then he falls to the ground as like, oh, brushes himself off. Oh, damn, that was kind of crazy. <laughs> like, well, he was waiting for her insane. to save him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And at that point, I'm like, okay, we're, we are a hundred percent in B movie territory. And I need to, I need to recognize that and 
uh, just like roll with whatever this film's giving me. So the reason why I originally was considering this as a B movie was just because some of the actions and explosions and just like fight scenes were so absurd. Mm-hmm. I think B movie just has, I want to like go with, it's just so bad that it doesn't make sense. Like granted, yeah. in real life, a lot of these reasonings they were giving for what was happening on screen, it doesn't really work. But I feel like at least this one made it just like out of the B-movie territory by the skin of its teeth because they actually tried to have some kind of logical thought process as to what's happening on screen. Even though it doesn't make sense in real life, they at least addressed this is how this happened. This is how that happened. This is how we're making up why this is happening. (laughs) Yeah. I. I, So I think it just barely missed it. Although one more crazy explosion could have been down to a B plus. (laughs) It could have. now, I, I think what what kind of saves this film is that it was made very seriously. And I think everybody mm-hmm. involved, um, I don't know, maybe they knew it was going to be a little over the top. But I don't think anybody, there was no like winking to the audience, like, look at what crazy stuff we're doing. Ha <laughs> ha. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was taking it seriously. And I think that helped the film from keep it from veering off into just insane territory. It was yeah. still... I mean, these explosions were crazy big, and the overall plot line was a little uh, out there. But it was never—it never got to the point where you know they're strapping, uh, where they're combining a shark and an octopus, say, or <laughs> or you know, it wasn't Sharknado, it wasn't Sharktopus, wasn't the room. It wasn't just uh, uh, it wasn't comical to the point of an absurdity. It's like, hey. This is just an older action movie that compared to action films that we're, we're used to now, it's just mm-hmm. a little <laughs> a little over the top. Just a little over the top, but so I guess, are there any more over the top things you'd like to address before we tell them rent or buy for this one? Assuming they just don't watch it somewhere else for free. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there was the, that last explosion with the, the big old like uh, fuel tanker truck. Um, it should have blown up on that first crash. <laughs> should have yeah i i don't know and that kid should have been dead in that crash okay so so this kid like gets out and and locks herself away in a toolbox in the fuel truck and it's just like this kid is just such a source of like come on what are you doing stop trying to kill yourself kid <laughs> just just she like giving so much for Gina davis to have to take care of <laughs> oh and poor samuel jackson actually tried to get her and got shot so many times i know this poor guy like this this private detective guy is just like hey i've got a i've got an interesting case with gina davis i want to figure out what this is and then he ends earned up like, the special praise from the president oh yeah absolutely 100 what pi would go through all that just for a client and i like, granted they had become friends but still like what person would actually keep pushing themselves through that you get beat up you get tortured you get shot a lot um especially like shot in the foot that's gotta suck what how are you mm. really recovering from that and then like you you almost die a bloody mess in that 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 scene at the end where you're just trying to save uh, gina davis and her daughter I, i'm a little surprised he made out of it because he was he made it out of the film because he was not looking good oh, as no. he was driving away from the explosion he was looking really bad <laughs> yeah uh and yeah was still like made it out uh, again was almost like died in one of the biggest explosions ever so this tanker <laughs> explodes like they they fit this i don't know uh, this explosive into uh, a fuel line of the tanker and it's it's a tanker full of gasoline i'm assuming some sort of explosive material yeah. so i was expecting it to be a big explosion how could it not be uh, i probably would have taken out that bridge like it did but this 
this explosion was like a world ending <laughs> event. It this just kept one... growing and growing and growing, throwing cars at, at Gina Davis and Samuel L. Jackson. It was insane. So it fit two different movies in my head. Uh-huh. We have actually three. We have Twister where there's different debris falling. <laughs> so there's the debris from yes. another 90s thing. You have Independence Day where the explosion, the nuke, right. is pushing the ship to the point where it's like on fire. Uh-huh. And then we have a more um, current, that remake of the Star Trek movie where oh, okay. they're trying to get out of the black hole that's sucking them in. Right. And then yeah. they like, drop the warp drive and it p- pushes them. Same yeah. thing. Like just insanity. Like seriously, it should have been torn apart. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I just, just the shockwave from that explosion alone should have like, you, you ever see those like uh, old archival uh, videos of them doing like nuclear tests and the shockwave mm-hmm. just like strips trees of their leaves and like blows yep. roofs off of buildings. That's the sort of explosion this looked like. I'm surprised the, the car didn't just disintegrate and we were left left with uh, um, like a, cup, a few skeletons like sliding forward on this car frame in, in or, the frame of the shot. Or just like the car coming to a halt because the trunk has been melted and it's just driving on rims. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was. Maybe they crazy. ran out of budget for that. I guess so. <laughs> Uh, it was a crazy explosion. Um, that's something that definitely woke up uh, quite a few Canadians. Absolutely. <laughs> and they, they woke up and said, oh, what's all that about? Uh, <laughs> um, and it kind of ended the movie there. Craig Bjarko did yep. not make it out of it. He ended up like falling on top of the tanker moments before it exploded. And died screaming as promised. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like if Gina Davis in this film says you're going to die, then like, I don't know, go underground, hide, do anything you can to never see her again. Just run away. Absolutely. And then kind of wraps up. Uh, we end up, they end up with, or she ends up with a briefcase full of money that I guess she had had before she lost her memory. Um, it was locked away mm-hmm. in some sort of like train station locker. She gave the key to her daughter for safekeeping. She didn't know what the key was for, but then she figured it out. And now they're millionaires and she gets to live a, a happily ever after life with her husband in, I don't know, Montana, I guess. Montana. And the best cricket killer in the world. I know. That was great. That poor cricket got a mm-hmm. knife straight through the body. Yep. So are you running away from this one or what is your verdict for rent or buy? Uh, if this one's on sale, I'd say give it a rental. Why not? You know, I don't go into my feeling is don't go into this film expecting, uh, what was another good nineties action movie of the silk, like Leon, the professional. Mm hmm. Don't go into it expecting it to be that sort of a movie where it's it takes itself seriously and that works. Go into it expecting to see some like crazy, crazy, crazy stuff and go into it looking to have fun. Yeah. Then it would be totally worth a rental, I would say. Yeah. So for me, me being the over the top craziness movies, mm-hmm. it's an insta buy for me, but I'm going to say for the general public, it's probably rentals for you guys. I would agree. I would agree. I I'd say it's worth watching. I mean, two hours. It's definitely worth your time to watch it just for the experience. So yeah. you won't regret watching it. I would say watch this one with some friends who mm. like who enjoy this kind of crazy movie and and are fine with doing some like commentary as the movie's playing. That would be a fun time, I think. Yeah, I would agree. So it it was good. I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed talking about it. I'm glad you put it in the episode in the next. I, I didn't know what to expect, but it ended up being uh crazy in all the right ways so i want to say thank you for taking this ride along with both of us with uh what was your name action steve 
I think it was Robo Steve because of Robo that. Robo Steve, yeah. Boom. Oh, that's right. Poof. Robo Steve. Action Robot Steve. Or something. Uh, I, it's been good talking about this one. So thank you for listening. My name has been Sean Anderson. Make sure you spread the word about the podcast. We really appreciate it. Tell your friends. Start a, a, a mailing campaign. I don't know, just just spread it far and wide. We'd really appreciate it. And until next time when we get to talk about, I think, <laughs> a very different sort of film. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. Until mm-hmm. then, hope you have a great week. We're looking forward to talking to you next time. I've been Sean Anderson here with Stephen Reyes. And thank you for listening to more Movies, please. please.